0: Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Tuesday, March 15th. This week's theme finding hope in a world of angst and despair. Today's scripture reading is from Isaiah chapter 24, verses 1 through 20 from the message translation, which reads, Danger ahead. God's about to ravish the earth and leave it in ruins, rip everything out by the roots, and send everyone scurrying, priests and laypeople alike, owners and workers alike, celebrities and nobodies alike, buyers and sellers alike, bankers and beggars alike, the haves and have-nots alike. The landscape will be a moonscape, totally wasted. And why? Because God says so. He's issued the orders. The earth turns gaunt and gray, the world silent and sad, sky and land lifeless, colorless. Earth is polluted by its very own people who have broken its laws, disrupted its order, violated the sacred and eternal covenant. Therefore, a curse like a cancer ravages the earth. Its people pay the price of their sacrilege. They dwindle away, dying out one by one. No more wine, no more vineyards, no more songs or singers. The laughter of castanets is gone, the shouts of celebrants gone, the laughter of fiddles gone, no more parties with toasts of champagne. Serious drinkers gag on their drinks, the chaotic cities are unlivable, anarchy reigns, every house is boarded up, condemned, people riot in the streets for wine, but the good times are gone forever, no more joy for this old world. The city is dead and deserted, bulldozed into piles of rubble, That's the way it will be on this earth. This is the fate of all nations. An olive tree shaken clean of its olives. A grapevine picked clean of its grapes. But there are some who will break into glad song. Out of the west they'll shout of God's majesty. Yes, from the east God's glory will ascend. Every island of the sea will broadcast God's fame. The fame of the God of Israel. From the four winds and the seven seas we'll hear the singing, all praise to the righteous one. But I said, that's all well and good for somebody, but all I can see is doom, doom, and more doom, all of them at one another's throats. Yes, all of them at one another's throats. Terrors and pits and booby traps are everywhere, wherever you are, whoever you are. If you run from the terror, you'll fall into the pit. If you climb out of the pit, you'll get caught in the trap. Chaos pours out of the skies. The foundations of Earth are crumbling. Earth is smashed to pieces. Earth is ripped to shreds. Earth is wobbling out of control. Earth staggers like a drunk, sways like a shack in a high wind. Its piled-up sins are too much for it. It collapses and won't get up again. Okay, Let's not expect these words from Isaiah to make their way into any devotional calendar anytime soon. Maybe in the apocalyptic, the end is near, calendar, but not cheery ones filled with unicorns and rainbows. I mean, who wants to start their day with that? I, I could have just checked with my my MSN news feed. And by the way, you're welcome. The Hebrew prophet Isaiah lived in grim times. He received his call when one of the few good kings in their nation's history had just died, leaving an anxious void not only on the throne, but in everyone's hearts as political turmoil and power plays against the small nation intensified like dark storm clouds on the northern horizon. It's just going to get worse and worse. Doom, doom, and more doom. Uh, That's one of the key themes of the prophet's message, which is why such prophets were always so popular. The dark picture he painted of their bleak future reaches something of a climax that he expands to include the entire planet and something of a zenith of judgment and despair that pictures the world itself teetering out of control like a drunk man who tied on one too many. Sadly, Isaiah's picture remains relevant. In fact, it seems more relevant than ever. So perhaps once was enough, although if you really want to go back and read all that again, you can. Have at it. So I'm not going to do a second reading of today's depressing, despairing text. No, instead, listen carefully and prayerfully to the rest of the text in Isaiah 24. This would be verses 21 through 23. That's when God will call on the carpet rebel powers in the skies and rebel kings on earth. They'll be rounded up like prisoners in a jail, corralled and locked up in a jail, and then sentenced and put to hard labor. Shame-faced moon will cower humiliated, red-faced sun will skulk disgraced because God of the angel armies will take over, ruling from Mount Zion and Jerusalem, splendid and glorious before all his leaders. So what do you see, and what hope pops out to you from this text in Isaiah? How often do you find yourself buoyed with the hope on display in this final flourish in Isaiah 24, or or that little wee one in the middle of all that doom and gloom, rather than weighed down with the heaviness of all that doom and gloom, those preceding verses that picture a world teetering on the edge of destruction like a drunk man? How is God nudging you towards hope today? How would he have you pass it on? When you're ready, close today's reflection with prayer. Lord, the world is indeed in a bad way, and I just see a sliver from where I live and move and have my being. Just remind me today that no matter where I am or what is going down, that it is ultimately in you that I live and move and have my being. Anchor me there in you. Let me be an ambassador, not of shallow optimism or feel-good religion, but of hope with substance. Though the world teeters and totters and tilts, let me stand tethered firmly, to the reality of your steadfast love that endures forever through all and to all, through your Spirit in, upon, and through us. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.